Well, hello, and welcome to the Red Couch Theology Podcast. On this week's episode, I'm excited because we're going to be talking a little bit about New Year's because that's what Alex preached about this last Sunday. But we're also going to be talking about where this podcast has been. Why did it? Why does it exist? Uh, what are some series that Alex is going to be covering in, in Sunday mornings and therefore in this podcast over the next several weeks? But we're also going to be talking about an opportunity for you to interact with us at a little bit higher level with some of your questions. So uh, without any further ado, let's dive into this slightly shorter episode, um, and we're excited. Well, hello, everybody. Hey. Welcome it's back. It's been a while. I don't even know where to look anymore. Where's the camera? It feels like it's... The camera's right been there. It's been so long. Yeah, it's been so long. It's the same place all yeah. the time. I've, uh, but this is this is new again. I, so I... I uh, for you friends that have been listening for a while, I had a couple of weeks not been around. I had a fourth child, which was a fun addition to the you family. You did. You went. Um, yeah. I, I lo- there's this great spot on Jim Gaffigan's <laughs> set where he like talks about how after like the second child, when you say you've had a child, people stop congratulating you. They just kind of look at you like, oh, okay, that's one way to live your life. You, <laughs> you Amish. I think he said four children. Yeah, four children. Out of the, at the fourth child. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, having a fourth child's like drowning and then someone hands you a baby. Totally. That's exactly. Yeah. And I, I <laughs> having walked that journey recently, I was like, yes, the man knows that's, what he speaks of. That's pretty, pretty accurate. It's exactly, it's exactly what it's like. Well, and I'm, yeah. I only have three, so know, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Three's a, three's a doddle. <laughs> like people that complain about three, they don't know what they're complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, it's been a while. So welcome back to the Red Couch Theology Podcast. And we took a, a few week break there. Um, as you know, if you've been a podcast Are we still at that phase where we used to, we still need to clarify the formerly guys drinking tea podcast, or is that past now? I think it's past. That's it's such past. old news. It's so, so long ago. I mean, I other, other podcasts would need to do that, but yeah. our podcast listeners are on the ball. <laughs> I miss we have highly the intentional practice of making tea. I do too. And I'm planning on getting back to that because I'm going to install the little teapot there yeah. and stuff. And we have a little sink. Can and we call it the Red Couch Theology Podcast featuring the guys drinking tea? <laughs> no, we can't call it that. We could just have the Red Couch Theology podcast and then happen to drink tea at and we, the same And we time. can still be the guys that drink tea. Like, just, you know, th- that can be... I don't think it needs a title. No, it doesn't. It's not a title. It's like... It's, that's so a, on this first episode of the new year, Alex and I are going to argue about the title of our podcast. Um, it's good to be back. And uh, we have lots of exciting things coming up. So we had Christmas break. We had New Year's break. Um did you and make some of you've already resolution? broken all of your yeah. New Year's resolutions. Did you make a New Year's resolution? I didn't. No. Not I, anything official. I, I don't. And actually, for those of you that New are Year's resolutions, sou- don't be an people. idiot. <laughs> Best advice I ever I got. already don't broke be that. An idiot. I, already, now, <laughs> I already broke that. Now when I think, what would an idiot do? I don't do that. <laughs> yes. Um, when, uh, for those of you that are Southie people, I did a little thing on Sunday morning on... Um, on new year's resolutions and the question really was centered around is actually some of our problem that all our new year's resolutions are supposed to make us more successful yeah and actually maybe that's kind of a problem um 
maybe our, our view of success is... We're on it. We're Everything's on, working. We're successful at getting a podcast to... And I'm successful always interrupting you <laughs> while you're trying to say something of significance. I don't know that it was that significant. Okay. But, but the, there is this drive towards success, especially in America, which someone once suggested to me has two gods, uh, sex and reaching your potential. Like reaching, not reaching your potential is like this horror. Self-actualization. We're like, yeah, we're like, oh my goodness, no. If you don't, if you mess around in school, you won't reach your potential. You could be a Supreme Court judge or a, I don't know. President. That's what you choose? And I wouldn't, but some people choose it for their kids. Uh, it was on The Simpsons once, I'm sure. Um, but but there is this like just drive towards success and and actually I'm not sure. Like like my my question on, I actually told this story on Sunday about climbing a ladder. It was this time I was painting a house in Detroit with about 40 teenagers, which is a horrible system for painting a house. <laughs> the, the guy that we painted it for, I said, we're free and it'll be a different color. That's the level I can guarantee for yeah. you. Like You'll definitely like... need to get it repainted immediately <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> exactly. And you'll have to yeah. get your landscaping redone because we'll spill so much. Totally. Yeah, the, the place. But he was like, it's a different color. You, you gave me what I was hoping for. But I remember climbing this huge ladder to do the third floor of this house. Uh, and when I was going up, I'd said to this guy working with me, do you want to come paint this with me? He's like, I don't want to go up there. Um, I was like, John, if you don't want to go up, uh, just let me know. I'll find a 12 year old kid that will go with me. I, you don't have to. And he, he kind of got bravadoed into it or whatever the term is. And, and then we got up there and it was super windy. The ladder's bouncing around like crazy. And, and I turned around to him. I was like, yeah, it's a bit high, isn't it? And he was like, uh-huh. And we got straight back down. Um, and, and so the question for Sunday was, does your ladder have a there there? Like whatever you're trying to climb, whatever you're trying to succeed in, whatever you're trying to achieve, does it have a there, there? Like, will you know when you're there? Will you know when you got what you wanted? Will you know? See, I thought you were going to take that illustration completely differently. Uh, self, a confession. I was not there Sunday. No. You, so I didn't you have like. And you didn't even stay up till midnight. It was probably the best sermon you ever gave. And I will never know. You, you never know. Yeah. It was, it was. I see. I thought you were going to take the illustration elsewhere, which could have been awesome. If so, I thought you were going to say you get to the top of the ladder and you realize this is the worst place ever. That's kind of, I mean, what, what, what I, I did say that really. I said, oh, I got to the top of the ladder and realized I didn't want to be there, which, yeah, which is maybe okay. even worse than it being bad. I, I mean, like, like getting somewhere that you've worked hard, that you've risked something for and saying, oh, like, oh, I actually didn't want this. Well, there isn't all this there. effort, all this risk. Yeah, all this and, and the thing that pushed me to think about this was that I was actually listening to an interview with someone who was who knew Mike Singletary, who was famous football player, I think, for the, was it the Bears? No, the Bills. The Bills? Right? I thought it was the Bears. Okay, someone who knows more about football than no. you or I will correct us in the Yes, class. I have... Um, I'm like 12% confidence. Oh, oh, I was 17, so... Well, yeah. Maybe I'm less even. Someone, someone work the Google. 2% confidence. Um, whoever he played for, and maybe he played for multiple teams, but he won a Super Bowl, which must have been with uh, Bears, because I don't remember the Bills winning a Super Bowl for a long time. Um, yeah. And, and apparently right afterwards, he started wearing a cross around his neck, and, and someone said to him, well, why did you start wearing the cross? Uh, and he said, to remind myself, it doesn't mean anything. 
like the the the, the football thing like the, there is no there there it's like it's empty um and i was like oh that's so interesting this guy's reached the pinnacle of achievement and all our new year's resolutions are to be more like mike singletary and in actual fact mike singletary is the guy that's like no you don't want to be mike singletary at least not just for the achievement. Yeah. So I, I think I'm intrigued by that with New Year's resolutions. And I always stay up till midnight, even though my family don't. And I always stand outside at midnight and just have just a, a moment of what feels like spiritual connection to me. It's just a moment of me and, and God and some confession of there's some ways the last year has some... Ugh. Um, yeah. And... Wow, like I didn't even occur to me to make this a great spiritual practice. I'm like horrible. I just went to bed at like 10 o'clock, 10, 15, I'm out. Oh, good for you. <laughs> um, and, 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 and also like just, so but the, the aspirational of God, in, is there any way you want this year to be different between you and I? Um, because now seems like a good time to express that. So I didn't do anything profound. You got your hair cut, which yeah, is a profound elephant shift. in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those watching on video, um, I just felt I like if I didn't that. cut my hair, I was starting to threaten Alex's hair, like the reputation of Alex's hair. Like people were starting to say, "Wow, your hair is so..." No, I'm just joking. No, no, yeah, people, people before they were starting to say, "You know, the long haired pastor." And they yeah, were like, Alex, no, Aaron. Oh, um, they said that to you. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> I just like, made that up. What it's am a scenario I? That never Top happened. Liver. Um, yeah, no, I just couldn't stand anymore. So there you go. And I didn't even do anything with it today. I just literally climbed out of the shower and walked out it's the door. Got a little, so it's just a little, little quiff or whatever. Just, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's just ooh, there. Look at that. So it's very trendy. Um, I, so, so that that to extent is is my New Year's resolution regularly, and some of that is to stop trying hard, so hard, at least on some stuff that doesn't matter, um, because there is a bunch of stuff like that that just. Um, Stanley Hauerhaus, I think it is, has a quote that that says something like, Jesus is Lord, everything else is BS. Um, <laughs> That's it. Wow. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, there, there's definitely some truth to that. So maybe the challenge is, you know, we're actually going to, this episode is going to be a little bit different than some. Yeah. Because we're, we're not going to talk much more about this last Sunday. Because you weren't there? Because I wasn't there, and I don't. <laughs> therefore, it doesn't matter. Like if and I wasn't no there, there's no record of it as well. That's what I kind of like. There's no record it ever happened. You can't go and watch. Last the video. Sunday never existed. You can't watch the video. Can't see anything. It's just like it's not. I think therefore I am. It's uh, if it's not on YouTube, yeah. it didn't exist. Yeah. If a sermon didn't land on YouTube, did it ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Riddle me this. Philosophy. Um. But maybe the challenge from all of that is. Uh, uh, maybe second guess some of the some of the resolutions that you're inclined to make related to success, and redefine them around the kingdom. Re redefine them around things that are deeply important mm. versus like look awesome, make more money, American dream. Yeah, and it would be intriguing to think through like what some of the real things that we might need to shift might push us to do like like you could go into um this year saying like i want to lose more weight and in actual fact the thing that you might need is more community and actually if you built community then you actually might do some stuff that actually led you to do the thing you thought you needed to do 
Yeah. Um, like our, our sense of what is, is the next thing for us yeah. is I think sometimes a little off. Um, so at least be cautious and, and, and sort of gracious with yourself on you know, what, what do I really need and, um, and what is my capacity to, to succeed and stuff. There's a whole bunch of questions there. Yeah. Sounds but like we could do a whole episode. We could do a whole episode <laughs> on that. We, we were saying like, ah, oh, we don't have much to go on this week to do an episode, but turns out Alex and I can talk about almost nothing for yeah. a long period of time. But, but, I, think, <laughs> no, actually, but I think that, that like the, the, the drive for new year's resolution actually bizarrely segues us a little bit into what we're talking about with South in the new year. This podcast has a new year's resolution. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of. So let me ask you this before we get into the red couch theology's new year's resolution. What in the world is this podcast and why does it exist? Like, what's your heart? Why are we still here? <laughs> <laughs> so, so isn't it bizarre? Like, I think, I think we, <coughs> so anyone who's ever written a sermon and, and this is true of almost anything you write. Like when, I remember when I was writing uh, a PhD, it was supposed to be a hundred thousand words. And my, my supervising professor said to me, if you can't write 200, you're not ready to write it. Like, like, don't think, don't go into it thinking, oh man, I've got to write a hundred thousand words. Don't go into a sermon thinking, man, I've got to talk for 40 minutes. Almost anyone who does anything like that. And I think the same with like, with leading worship regularly, we've talked about a service floor or a liturgy and said, man, we could, we could add and add and add and add to this. Yes. It's time to make a hard decision to cut something. Yeah. Um, and a sermon has a bunch of elements like that. So, so regularly I'll have like, oh, I could have this, I could have this. And, and if anything, I've become a little bit more intentional maybe over the last year or so about leaving some stuff out. Um, there, there were times when I was, especially when I was in my like early thirties and, and preaching fairly irregularly to adults, at least I would come with like two months of pent up thoughts on theology philosophy as well as some kind of that's what title. i'm gonna blame my long sermons yeah. on <laughs> yeah and i would just it's be like, like i okay. bottled up all of this into one sermon yeah i'm gonna just blah, blah, blah. yeah i'm gonna get that in somewhere because <laughs> that is profound um <laughs> you're assigned to this subject but i'm gonna talk about this because yeah. i can't help it and, yeah. and just like you talked about with the ladder a few minutes ago that there's, there's usually a uh, something that you're like oh that could go a few ways mm -hmm. oh that's interesting or um yeah. I'd love some time to to renumerate on that. Uh, because because the 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 scriptures, the, the biblical writers work, there's always room for more questions. And and even on this show, I think we've probably talked about that little that little story with the rabbis where the rabbi who's got the, the three students and he says to them, Here's a passage, go away and come back with your questions. And the first student comes back and says, I have five questions, like apologetically, and the second one's like, Oh, I only have three. And the last one's like, I only have two questions. And the, the rabbi says, how dare you insult the word of God? I have 96 questions. Um, it's a, the, the whole thing is designed to make us ask questions. And so I think there's always other stuff to talk about, other avenues to explore. So that's what we started doing this for. Yeah. What hit the cutting floor? What might be interesting? And then I think we kept going because bizarrely a bunch of people liked it. Which yeah, I mean, I think it's allowed us, to, us. to. So I have this uh, theory, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think I sort of try to. Sometimes I'm more successful than other times. 
ask you the questions that maybe someone else would have asked if they were <laughs> like given the opportunity or wait a minute that can you explain that a different way or wait, we should give people the opportunity to ask questions somehow. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's a segue into our new year's resolution but so, yeah i like that yeah so it's it allows us to like slow down at spots that um that a listener to your messages uh is curious about or or ask a, a hard question that you just don't have time to fully cover inside of uh, a message to a broader audience. So um, I, I that's it, why yeah. we sort of have continued this thing. I think it helps cover for the fact that on any like stringent test level, I'm a horrible preacher. Like I have way too much content and I talk way too fast with an accent. And I don't always stick to like what I was planning to say, which when you go to seminary are all things that people are like, don't do that. Um, which is probably explains why I got such horrendous marks in the preaching classes in seminary. So, so it does like cover <laughs> some of those, uh, I'm going to call them charms, like different ways of being. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I love that about it. And, and as I say, bizarrely, some people started saying to us, Hey, I, like Sunday morning, but I actually like the podcast more, which huh. was fun to hear. Yeah. So, um, which brings us to our New Year's resolution as yeah. a podcast show. Um, and that's to invite even more engagement with all of you. Yes. Sort of. Uh, maybe not even specifically all of you podcast listeners, but more specifically the folks who happen to hear both pieces of content, both mm -hmm. your sermon on a Sunday and... Um, and the podcast. Mm. So we are going to, we're not going to give you the number now. And actually, we're frankly not going to give you the number on this podcast <laughs> regularly. We are never going to share this number. It's a secret. But if you want to ask questions, there's going to be, a, you'll find out about it uh, through different episodes or whatever, but you can find it um, on our Sunday morning content, uh, a number you can text and yeah. ask your questions. But our, uh, so we'll announce more details about that this coming Sunday is the idea. And uh, you can text your questions in. We want those questions to be focused around the subject that Alex is preaching on that week. Um, so, so well, well, the caveat is this, right? We, yeah, you can send in any question, but we're sure. going to try and focus on the questions for that week. We will ignore you. No, I'm just joking. And then maybe, but we'll store them, and at some point, we'll like, you know, maybe we'll throw in maybe. I'm yeah. not making any promises. Yeah, that's fair. Never making a resolution or a promise of any kind. Is yeah. Motto. That's right. No. So uh, the idea is we're going to have this opportunity for you to engage, and then we're gonna we're gonna give some time in the episode each week to uh, answering a couple of those questions. If we get thirty questions, we might address two or three of them. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no promise that we're going to answer every single question that you have. And when I've done this sort of thing in the past, maybe you've had this experience. A lot of people tend to have similar questions, so maybe yeah. we can cover um, more ground than you think. And we'll get to interact with that a little bit. And I hopefully thought, that's helpful. I thought about throwing in just like a joke that any questions we don't answer, Teresa DeWitt, our communications director, will respond to all of them by email. Um, but I thought... That sounds like a sure way to lose a communications director. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And, reason, and rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, we actually don't have a ton more to cover on this, but I do want to give folks a sneak preview 
um, in light of this podcast is centered around the themes that are covered on our weekend mm. gatherings. So what's coming up? So actually, we, we are opening this season, which in church calendar language is known as ordinary time. It's like Epiphany is this end of Christmas, which is the 6th, I think, so tomorrow. Uh, and then up until Lent, which is is right before Easter, is, is just ordinary time. Um, and, and so we're, we're looking at a couple of themes during that season. The first is, is actually is anxiety, um, which is, is just a huge thing. Um, and maybe it always was. But it feels like it, it's even more so. I was reading the other day, 20% of Americans struggle with clinical anxiety, and it's massively higher here than in any country in the world, um, which is, I have so many questions about, like, why in the most affluent country in the world is anxiety the highest? Is that correlation or causation or whatever? Um, uh, and and then the the average anxiety level of a of a teenager today is the same as a psychiatric patient in the 1950s, um, which like just suggests we're doing great, America. Yeah. <laughs> which just is is so interesting oh, wow. to me. But we we've talked about anxiety briefly before, so we'll tap into a little bit some of the language of. Uh, of you know what goes on in the brain process that leads to anxiety and how it's in some ways a chemical reaction and all those different things. Um, but but a couple of things we're going to do that we haven't done before is one we're gonna we're gonna land it very much in time. So we often I think think of anxiety as a future thing. I'm worried about something that's going to happen. What's really interesting to me is it's also a past thing. Mm -hmm. This thing's happened before. And how that relates to the future. And now, I mean, maybe just because of how we're wired, for whatever reason, in this strange country, in this strange decade or year or whatever, um, it's also a present thing. It's also like this constant question mark between us and other people. How do you perceive me? What do you think of me? How much value do I have on myself? Like there's, there's present anxiety as well. So we're going to look at those different time elements um, and just ask some questions there. How do I deal um, with anxiety that stems from the past? Yeah. How do I deal with anxiety that stems from the present? Uh -huh. And, and the how future. do I deal with anxiety that stems from the future? So, um, and then, and, and then we'll get, did, sorry. Does anyone out there get anxious when you just talk about doing a series about exactly, anxiety? That's exactly, that's my opening for myself. Like, let's there make everyone more anxious. And how do you deal with the fact that... <laughs> so skip his intro. Yeah, yeah, skip my intro. <laughs> if that's you, no, I'm just joking. But, but also very specifically um, as a little giveaway, what, what yeah. do you do when, if you read the Bible strictly as a list of things to do, when Paul says, don't be anxious for anything or be anxious for nothing, that makes me anxious if I'm trying to just not be anxious. If that's my goal and yeah. I've heard this authoritative word says, hey, you don't be anxious. Automatically, I'm anxious about trying not to be anxious or yeah. however you say that. I, I would tend to read what Paul says as more permission. Um, so, so Well, you're giving away your sermon. So we can talk more about that in the sermon. Um, <laughs> Uh, but but I think that there's there's some stuff. He was there about to say that, something so profound, and yeah. then now you're gonna have to. I, well, I think there's just some some interesting stuff to wrestle with there. Like we have totally. these internal monologues that we we play, 
Uh, and our ability to imagine into the future is intriguing. Like, like how we manage to just create disaster scenario after disaster scenario. I'm, uh, I'm not going to graduate college, therefore I'm not going to be able to get a job. Therefore, when I have kids, they're not going to be able to afford to have braces and therefore their teeth will be crooked. Therefore, no one will love them and they'll end up in this lonely mess of a... Like we can build and build and build and build and build scenario yeah. after scenario. Um, and almost none of them are compatible with each other. Uh, but we do it anyway. Yeah. So we'll wrestle with some of that. We'll wrestle with a little bit. Like, what did Jesus and Paul mean by anxiety? Because there's a whole bunch of our anxiety that I think would be very foreign to, to certainly Paul and Jesus in his human self. Like the, the, yeah. you, you can't imagine the disciples having a big stress around how their boat compared to the fishing boat over the other side of the lake. Yeah. Um, so there's all these different elements. And, and, and those, those different voices that we almost hear, I think my big concern pastorally is sometimes, like especially with that inner critic voice, we actually hear in that the voice of God. Um, and, and God is not a mm. critic. That's not how he operates. Like a critic just is there to say something's good or bad. And that's not how God works with us. So the series after that, we're going to spend three weeks just talking through um, how, how you learn to listen for the voice of God. Yeah. Now, the fun, the fun part for me with this new question and answer type time is those are two areas that have a bunch of questions for me already. I'm, like, I'm going to be sending in questions for us to answer that I have. <laughs> so if it pops up in analysis, like, well, this is a brilliant question. You'll know he wrote <laughs> Whoever that Whoever asked this is the most profound thinker I've ever come across. I bet he's good looking too. <laughs> Long head, no doubt. Um, oh, man. So, so I think... Uh, there's a, there's a couple of short series there before Lent that have have won a ton of formational um, benefit to them. Yeah, God didn't make us to be anxious people, and not every answer to that anxiety is going to come through a bunch of sermons by me. Um, but we can nudge each other along towards a path of greater mental health, and then and then listening for the voice of God to me is in all the ways we can do that. It's one, it's the, it's, I'm going to say, I'm just going to throw it out there. It is the most central formational thing um, and often gets missed. Like learning to love people and learning to listen to the voice of your father. That is like baseline what it is to be a follower of Jesus, it seems. Yeah. And, and, hmm. and we, we miss out on that a lot, I think. Um, yeah. So I think huh. that's gonna be fun. So this is what we've got coming up. Yeah. Um so uh look for that text number on our Sunday morning content. And if you're and a podcast person, you can download the sermon podcast as well. And yeah. if or check us out on YouTube there and if you want to get that text uh text number. Uh we're not like trying to like keep it secretive here necessarily. No. We just uh, uh, don't have it set up yet. <laughs> so um, to-do list I'm creating while on podcast. So um, yeah, that's I think that's all we have for this week. We that was a Anything fun one. Else? I don't even know what time it is. I'm not wearing a watch. We still managed to talk for 27 minutes. That sounds like us. Good job, us. That sounds like... <laughs> Good job, us. That sounds like the Red Couch Theology guys. <laughs> that's right. Um... Well, we, we love y'all and thanks for tuning in and we will see you on our next episode when we start talking about this anxiety subject and answer some of 
y'all's questions. Y'all's questions. See Catch you later. Bye bye. Well, thanks again for listening, and we hope that that was a helpful conversation for you. We'd love to interact with you about this, so feel free to leave comments, questions, all that sort of thing, and we'll try our best to get back to you when we can. Have a great day.